Hello everyone, welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child of an alcoholic. We meet every Tuesday at 7 o'clock in the Cobble Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn. You are welcome to join us and we would love to see you there. We are recording our speakers every week and putting the recordings online because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your feedbacks, comments, and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like more information about the program or want to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find the Meeting. Our speaker this week is our wonderful Jonathan, and he is going to be speaking about applying the ACA program at work. Enjoy! Um, is there a big red book? Yeah, let me grab it. And do you want to decide how you want me to time you? Uh, sure, I'll take a five out of one. Hi everyone, I'm Jonathan. Hey Jonathan. Uh, I'm just going to read a passage here. Using your tool bag at work. Uh, we have an ACA tool bag. Sometimes we may fortify ourselves mentally with all our tools before we begin our work day. Sometimes we may forget to mentally strap on our tool bag before we go to work. That is okay too. We learn that we are not perfect. Another important step in our personal growth. We, get, we must accept that there is a learning period in ACA. We can work a stellar ACA program by going to meetings, working the steps, and helping others, but we must be patient with ourselves as we apply the program and change behavior. If we try something and it does not show immediate results, we must be willing to try it again. We must try something more than once. The tools and the principles of ACA work if we're willing to work them. The following tools have been gathered from workshops, panel discussions, and group sharing. In addition, attending, uh, in addition to attending ACA meetings regularly, applying these workplace tools can help you make meaningful change and progress. Some tools to use. Make a decision to use ACA principles in the workplace. Circle the number of workplace laundry list items you identify with and make a decision to work on one of these each day. Establish a telephone or email pal Share your need for support. We know two ACA members who support each other by email during the workday. Reading a message such as, such as, hang in there, I'm with you, can mean a lot when you're changing your behavior at work. Break out of isolation at work. Sometimes you're not the only one having problems with a difficult person or situation at work. Share your thoughts with others, and they will often share their views with you. 
Avoid engaging in workplace gossip or repeating claims that you cannot prove to be true. At the end of the day, make contact with someone in ACA. When they ask, how are you, begin talking about your day at work. Describe which per workplace trait you are trying to change. Avoid focusing on a co-worker's behavior. Talk about your behavior and what you're doing to change. Mm -hmm. Remember halts. Do not get too hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or serious. <laughs> when you get overly tired, it is easy to overreact to a situation. Exercise, get enough sleep, write in a journal, and aim for a balanced lifestyle. Take a risk. Try to make new friends and acquaintances. Ask someone to go to lunch with you or join others at lunch if the opportunity arises. Keep a journal on the progress you have made addressing the workplace laundry list. Carry an ACA token in your pocket. Carry a serenity prayer with you in your pocket or purse. Say the serenity prayer as often as needed. Seek counseling if necessary. Many in ACA have found this very helpful in addition to their work, to their group work or 12-step study work. Um, I've been in ACA for about three and a half years and um, I haven't been to this meeting in a while. I, I, I used to live in Brooklyn, but I live on the Upper East Side now. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really uh, grateful to be back here to be able to speak and uh, connect with some familiar, some familiar faces and then um, just sh share my experience with some people I don't know. Uh, yesterday when I got to work, I, I didn't go to my normal office like I usually do. I had to go off-site. And I was a little late, and I really tried to rationalize in my head why it was okay for me to be late. Um, it's like a little bit of self-parenting, a little bit of disease, a little bit of me uh, just feeling like, I don't know, the words uh, addicted to excitement come to mind. Like, I live five minutes away from where I had to go, and yet I was like 10 minutes late. <laughs> I walked there, and I was like 10 minutes late, so. Um, anyway, I walked in. Um, the people who I was supposed to meet with uh, at an apartment, I was supposed to meet two people there, and uh, I was supposed to, I work at, um, I work in the art world, and I was supposed to watch a piece of uh, artwork get wrapped up, and uh, it was really important for me to like supervise, take pictures, like watch the whole thing. And because I was late, um, they had started without me and started wrapping the work. They'd already taken it off the wall. And I like, came in there and I was like, what are you guys doing? How come you didn't wait for me? You know, what is going on here? I got on the phone with like, you know, the people's supervisors and I was just going off and off. And uh, my fear led me to, to kind of become the authority figure that I so, uh, so easily um, have a problem with. Um, and I liked it. I liked feeling like I was the authority figure. Like, oh, I could show up late and it doesn't fucking matter because you're supposed to wait for me. So let me just remind all of you why you don't fucking start until I get here. And then as I'm like talking on the phone with people, it was just like, no big deal. Um, and I felt so ashamed because I hadn't even introduced myself to the people there. I just was so quick to chastise them and uh, punish them 
for not waiting for me, um, that it just really set like a really weird tone. I finally like introduced myself to to the woman who's it wasn't her house, but she represented the people whose house it was. And it was like I went to her house like a fucking tornado and didn't even introduce myself until I was there for like 15 minutes and I felt so ashamed and before I know it everyone else had kind of like left the room and they did what they had to do and I was just standing there by myself holding this painting <laughs> for like 10-15 minutes by myself just me and my thoughts so I just get to soak in like what I've just done and I'm like oh my god I'm such a fucking asshole um but I've had enough experience with this program to know that at that moment, I was about to go in a serious shame spiral. I was gonna really, really beat the fucking shit out of myself, apologize, overly apologize to everybody. Um, and I'm so thankful because I've worked the steps. <clears throat> I have friends, I have support in this program, I text with people on a daily basis. Um, and I've had shame spirals before, and I've called people up and I've learned to identify them. And because I was able to identify it, I didn't completely ruin my day, I didn't completely uh, cave and uh, just become submissive, like, oh, okay, like everyone, I'll just, just do it what you want me to do. I just want you to like me. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of talked my way through it. And I remembered the ACA Bill of Rights. And I don't know, I didn't remember it word for word, but I just remembered, like, I have the right to, like, completely fuck up. <laughs> I have the right to make a mistake. I have the right to apologize. I, you know, when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. I fucking did that. I said to everyone, hey, I'm sorry for my behavior the way I walked in. Um, and it's made a big difference. It's just a little example of how I went, I didn't go down a shame spiral and I was able to save face, act professional, look people in the eye, um, admit what I did, and I walked away from the situation. I still had a great day. Um, in the past, that wouldn't have been the case. I put a lot of work into how I handle myself at work. With the help of this program, I, I stopped drinking, I stopped using drugs. I know that's not what this program's for, but it was, I read that in the first couple pages of the Red Book that if you, it says like, if you stop drinking and drugging, the results are gonna come that much quicker. And I was always looking for a reason to do it anyway. I know that's not everyone's story, but it's mine. And I was really just looking for an opportunity. Um, I don't, I don't know. And that was my opportunity. And being able to clear out a lot of space in my private life, um, let go of friends who weren't serving me. And I mean friends who I worked with. I had to show up to work where I was once going out, getting drunk, staying out late, showing up late, I then had to slowly, with the support of this program, be like, sorry guys, I can't go out. I'm not going there anymore. I don't drink anymore. And everyone was, you know, little by little, everyone was cool with it. And um, 
I just feel so much more patient at work now. Um, I'm able to see where my responsibility starts and where someone else and when it ends and when someone else's responsibility starts and when someone else is just basically taking their anger out on me for something I didn't do. I'm able to see that and that's a big deal for me because there are lots of times or there were even more times in the past but and they still happen now but there are times when I'll have a bad enough day where I'm like I'm fucking out of here. I'm done. These motherfuckers don't know how good they have it with me here, and I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm fucking out of here. I can't take it anymore. I cannot fucking take it anymore. And something's gotta change. And I have less of those days now. Um, I have more easy days. Um, I think my experience as an ACA still helps me with the chaotic environment. I'm still really comfortable in it. Um, I still thrive in it, but I do it with more patience, and um, I do it with more support. I, I'm in my body more. Mm-hmm. I feel nervous right now. My heart's pounding. Um, I didn't know really where this share was going to go, and I don't know how it's going to end, and that's all right. Um, I've had a lot of trouble with people at work who I was convinced like were going to be the reason I wasn't going to work there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've just have come in here week after week, whether it was this meeting or any other meeting, and just poured my shit out about you know those people. Not I didn't say I don't say by name or anything, but I just share my experience about how hard it is um, when I feel like someone's just using me as a pincushion or uh, you know I feel like I'm just too scared to take on responsibilities or I'm too scared to focus on myself and find out what it is that I really want to do with my life and how it just feels so much easier to have someone tell me what to do and because before I came to this program that's all I really ever wanted I just wanted to show up work like a dog, and then have someone tell me, I did a good job, here's what you do next. And I'm totally responsible for the effort, not the outcome, but with the help of this program, I found out that I can show up, I can do what's asked of me, and I can look out for myself. I can ask for raises, I can understand what my value is, and I can ask for the compensation that comes with it. Um, is a gift. It's a total freedom uh, in a place where I was convinced I was imprisoned. Um, I'm able to really be grateful for all the wonderful things that my job brings me, and I'm able to talk about the things that I'm not so psyched about. Uh, I use meditation to help me connect with myself and my inner child. It's important that there are times where I forget, I go days, weeks without meditating, but once I do it again, it's like I take a deep breath for the first time and I just, I'm, I'm just connected with myself uh, in a way that I wasn't before. Meditating helps me slow down and see myself in the moment as it's happening. 
And then coming here and connecting and talking with people and looking you in the eye helps me get out of my own head. Um, so thank you.